Welcome to the podcast of Dr. Norman Thomas. These teachings are designed to empower you to live a higher quality of life. Take a few minutes to receive a deposit of godly wisdom for your day. For more information and more extended teachings from Dr. Thomas, visit normanthomas.org. So if you're saying you're trusting in God, then what you're truly saying is, I'm I'm depending on the word that God spoke. I'm relying upon that word to bring to pass this thing that I'm trying to gain victory over in my life. So it's, it's, it's void for you to say, I'm just trusting the Lord, and you're not working the Word. Because if you're not working God's Word, you can't be trusting God. You may be in, in a wishing mode, wishing God will work it out for you. God will make a way somehow. No, somehow is it the Word. God will make a way through His Word. Come on, say His Word. Tell somebody, I got to work this Word. Living eternal life is not just dying and living forever with the Lord. It is, a, it is, it is living in the fashion of the eternal. It is, it is a place that is a state of being, eternal life. Eternal life is a state of being. It's existence. It is an active lifestyle. For example, God calls those things that be not as though they were. Then you should too. Then you should too. God acts eternally by calling those things invisible that be not as though they were, then that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to talk just the way God talked. He is your father, isn't he? I said he is your father, isn't he? Then you're supposed to act like your father. He's supposed to talk like God. You got the job yet? Yeah, I got it. Well, where are you working? I don't know, but I got it. I got it. I got it. As a matter of fact, I, I'm paying, I'm being paid exactly what I want. And I'm working the hours I want so I can go to church on Sunday. Amen. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, do you think God will give you a job and you miss church? I mean, you think, boy, this is a blessing. Wait a minute, though. But you can't come to church no more. Your hours, they won't let you. Your Sundays, you're working all day and, and can't come on Wednesday night. I don't think God will do that. I, I just don't think he would. I, think, I don't think God will forget to give you a schedule so that you can keep getting the word and be spiritually fed and know what to do with the money once you get it. See? So sometimes we have come short of the full. See, so you know, now you got it, but now you got to press in a little more to get that schedule right. So you can be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Receive the word. All right, now, let's get back to the assignment. And I want to I deal with it from Jeremiah 1. Go there with me, Jeremiah 1. Because, because a, a living out of your assignment is the only way to live where life truly can be called a success. Living out of your assignment. 
And in order to do it, you have to live above the line. Because if you don't, then you're going to be distracted by all of the temporal stuff that is designed to rob you of your assignment. And you're doing things, but not your assignment. You got a good job making good money, but you're, you're a long way from your assignment. So you're able to acquire a lot of temporal things and, and the material things, but inside you're not fulfilled because in, in some, not every case, but in, in most cases, the job is there for us to make provision when through the eternal realm, provision is already made. And it's made on purpose so that you can do your assignment. So then God takes care of you as you take care of him. See, but a lot of, a lot of people don't believe that there's such a place. What are you saying? That I'm not supposed to have a job? I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're supposed to work. The work. I believe that we're supposed to graduate from the job to the work. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to call it Quit Your Job and Go to Work. You know, because a lot of people are jobbing but not working. Okay? Let's look at what God tells Jeremiah. How many of you know God is no respect of persons? How many of you know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Amen. How many of you know that God, what God does for one, he'll do for another? Amen. All right, let's see what he did with Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand, touched my mouth. That's interesting. God touched his mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, and to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. Wow. Notice how God connects his word to earthly dominion. God says, I touched your mouth, and then I put my words in your mouth. Then he said, now I've set you over kingdoms. I've given you dominions. I've given you territories. We pray the prayer of Jabez to expand our borders and to expand our territories, but many of us have not, have not yet maximized the existing territory that we have because we haven't spoken in that territory the word that God has put in our mouth to speak. Now your territory might be your house. It might be your marriage. It might be your relationship with your children. It may be your business. It may be your, your career, your college education and so forth, your finances, what have you. But, but God deals with us based on our assignments in life 
and those assignments puts us before territory. And the test of whether or not we can expand depends on what we do with the existing place that God has us. Now it's all right to have a desire to win the south side of Chicago for Jesus. But if you haven't spoken in your house yet, you're not ready for the south side. In other words, I'm saying wherever you are now, what, where, where is your existing dominion? Where is that existing territory? You have to speak. The only way to expand is to speak the word in the existing place. And it's not, it's not you that expands it, it's the word that expands it. And you won't really have to purposely go out looking for a territory if you begin to speak in the existing one because the word itself will expand your territory and you'll walk into new dimensions of territory without even realizing you have gotten there. You'll look around and say, oh, I didn't know, wow, things have changed because you have taken the word and you've pushed those circumstances back and enforced a blessing in that current place. Now, are you getting anything out of this? Notice how God's spoken word is connecting to rearranging earthly matter. The eternal invading the temporal root out, pull down. How's that gonna happen? When Jeremiah takes that same word that God puts in his mouth and speaks it over the territories that he assigns him to, destroy, throw down, and notice what else? To build your words, the words will build things in your life, will create things in your life and implant things that didn't exist before in your life. When you take the Word of God and begin to speak it, things start showing up in your life that you didn't have to get a second job for it to be there. Amen, 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 amen. But it's there. Amen. I'm telling you now. It's there. It's in the temporal now. It's crossed over from the eternal into the temple because you operated above the line. Now, see, God says something to you, but you have got to get your mind out of the way of it because it's an eternal thing. All you gotta, the only thing you gotta do with eternal things is believe them and then speak them and then what's eternal comes to pass. Come on now. It comes to pass. Give him praise. <clears throat> Let's close with Ephesians 2 and 10. Tell somebody I'm gonna stay above the line. Ephesians 2 and 10. 
The Amplified Bible says it this way, for we are God's own handiwork, we're his workmanship. We've been recreated in Christ Jesus, we've been born anew. Look why, look at this. Why have you been born again? Why have you been recreated in Christ? You know how long I thought I was born again so that I could die and go to heaven and not go to hell? That's not why I'm born again. That's a benefit. I'm born again so that I may do good works, which God predestined beforehand for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So if you just meditate this for a little while, you'll see that you're not your own once you've come into Christ and that your life is not your own. And you're not a self-made man. You are a God-made man. Say amen to that. <laughs> now, what I want to do is highlight the threefold emphasis of this scripture. Number one, it's the work or the assignment. Secondly, it is the path or the process. And then thirdly, it is the good life or, in other words, supernatural results. The good life is having a life where you are experiencing supernatural results. Now notice, every one of these things, the assignment, the work, the path, the good life, they all have been predestined by God. There are people that get hung up in predestination because they're in a circumstance that's temporal and they wonder if God predestined this circumstance. I argue that God sends men to prison. I don't believe God need prison. You might need prison, but God don't. God didn't have to have a prison for you to get your attention. Are you kidding me? You know God can get your attention anytime, any place, anywhere, but it depends on where you're willing to listen. Come on, say amen. amen. So notice here, he says, you've been recreated in Christ, born anew, so that you may do those good works which God planned ahead of time, causing you to take a path which God prepared ahead of time, that you should walk in that path, leading you to the good life which God prearranged ahead of time and made ready for you to live. All these things have been prepared. All these things have been prearranged. The assignment has been predestined by God. It's already done. The path by which the assignment will work has been prearranged, predestined by God. It's already done. And the results or the outcomes of your life have been prearranged and predestined by God. And Jeremiah 29, 11 tells you what kind of outcomes God expects for you. So then, you don't have a whole lot to do but discover what the work is. That's right. If you can just discover what the assignment is, the assignment alone will put you on the path. Amen. And if you will stay on the path, 
the path will get you to your destination. You know, I found my wife on that path. When the Bible says when a man finds a wife, that's not meaning you're supposed to go out behind the bushes looking for one. That means that when you get on your path, you will find her. Yeah, I found her on the path. And because I found her on the path, she was suitable for me. I wasn't on a detour. I was on the path. And she was suitable for me. You cannot have a good life without the path that gets you there. And too many of us, brothers, we want the end result without the process. But you got to walk the path that gets you to the good life. Say amen. amen. And you do not have access to the path without an assignment. The assignment is what puts you on the path. And so then you do not have understanding of your assignment without revelation of God, of what God is saying to you. And that's where it starts. God will speak. You will get revelation, revelation of that, what he has said. And in that spoken word that he'll speak to you, your assignment will be revealed to you. And many fail to hear clearly from God because they hear their circumstances much louder than they hear God. Their, their temporal realm is screaming louder than the eternal realm. And you know why? It's because the loudest voice in your life will be the result of what you meditate. The loudest voice in your life will be the result of what you meditate. So if you meditate the circumstance, it will speak the loudest. But if you meditate the word of God, despite the circumstance, the word will speak the loudest. So when Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, 16, verse 19, I give to you the keys to the kingdom or the keys to the eternal, what's he saying? He's empowering you with tools of defiance to the natural. And the tools of defiance is the word of God. The keys are, is the word of God. The keys of the kingdom is the word of God. So that whatever you shall loose, where? Notice it's on the earth. Your loosing is on the earth. Whatever you shall loose on the earth, the Amplified says, shall be in agreement with what is already loosed in the eternal. And whatever you bind on the earth shall be in agreement with what is already bound in the eternal. Now you're operating above the line. Now you're living above the line. And your assignment, your assignment, the thing that God has seated on the inside of you requires an attitude of defiance against circumstances that are designed to stop, to abort, to impede that assignment in you. Because the moment God speaks to you, you're going to know because it's going to be bigger than you. 
The moment he begins to speak to your destiny, you're going to know because without God, it, you, you're not going to be able to do it. God is not going to tell you to do something you can do. He's going to tell you to do something that you have to believe for him to do through you. Come on, say, I'm going to stay up. So once it crosses into the seen realm, the enemy wants to stop it. He can't touch it in the spirit. Now that it has come into the physical realm, with your help, your words, he can prevent the work from producing results. But I'm filled, I'm here in the company of men that are not going to let that happen. Amen? Amen. Come on, say, I'm going to stay up. And if you stay up, then you can not only quote these scriptures, but you can live them. First John 4 and 4, you are, you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But that only applies to men that stay up. God never said that you should ever expect to be defeated in anything. Nothing. God never, he, he did not create you and count or, or make, make reservation for failure in your life. He didn't say things wouldn't happen, but he never counted on those things happening to you to cause you to enter into a realm of failure. He always counted on you succeeding. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, 14, now thanks be unto God, which sometimes causes us to triumph. Which, come on, say always. always. Come on, say always again. Always. That means that there is not a situation. There is no circumstance. There is no exception. No matter how intense it might be, no matter how deeply rooted it might be, no matter how many generations back it may go, God has always counted on you triumphing in that thing if you're in him. He always causes you to triumph. Yes. Right. Come on, say, I'm triumphant. I'm triumphant. Say, I'm a, I'm a winner. And then Romans 8, 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? Who in their right mind would think about being against us if God is for us? Amen. And Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Well, then what do I do? He says, in everything, by prayer and supplication, you handle it, but not with care and anxiety and fear and worry and doubt and concern. So what do you do? You pray. How do you pray? The Word. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he what? He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, what? We also know with the same assurance that we have, present tense, the petitions that we've required of him. Be careful for nothing. Stop telling people, be careful now. You're telling them what? Be full of care. Just be full up with care. No, just tell them be safe or something, but not be careful. Because the Bible says, be careful 
for nothing. Come on, say, I'm going to stay up in the eternal realm where I can overcome in all things. Thank you for your time. God bless you. If you have enjoyed this time with Dr. Thomas, visit us online at normanthomas.org for more extended versions of these teachings. You may also learn where Dr. Thomas will be speaking at a location near you. Until next time, keep walking by faith.